Let's get hyped. Welcome into the Husker 24-7 award-winning Husker Hypecast. I don't know what award we've won, but I'm sure we have. And so, therefore, we are award-winning. Nebraska plays Purdue this weekend. Gentlemen, I think this is actually a really sort of interesting game. Uh, I'm kind of intrigued to see what happens in West Lafayette on Saturday. I think it was Brunch the other day that pointed out that weird things tend to happen for Nebraska when they do travel to Indiana. Uh, And so I say let this game get weird and let's see what happens. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Oh, it's going to get weird. Um, I mean, both these teams have uh, scuffled along enough that you know some bizarre thing is going to happen from one side or another. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I mean, I don't know what exactly the bizarre thing would be. If I did, I would love to predict it, and I would make it my oddly specific prediction of the weekend. But uh, unfortunately, I'll have to to come up with something else. When you look at Nebraska's offense, Brian, do you think that they can carry over the momentum that they had on Saturday against Indiana on the road where they have struggled this year? Uh, Yeah, I do. Uh, I think what they found last week was uh, tempo again. I felt like they were pushing the pace uh, when 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 Indiana players weren't uh, going down with injuries, at least. It felt like Nebraska was uh, had the foot to the pedal. And, you know, I felt like they they knew how they wanted to involve Wandale Robinson and Diedrich Mills, even though he got limited carries, I thought he actually looked pretty aggressive running the football. And I'd like to see a little bit more of him maybe this week, but I feel like the offense thinks they maybe turned a little bit of a corner, even though it was a loss. They felt like they were kind of back to what it's supposed to look like. And, uh, you know, they're not going against a defense that's by any means dominant. Purdue ranks uh, 84th in total defense, 74th in scoring defense. They're 90th against the pass. So you can have have some success against this group. There's a reason they're a 2-6 and six football team. I was really hoping that you were going to say that Nebraska's not facing the 85 Bears because that's always the, the, the go-to. And they're definitely not the 85 Bears. And it it's interesting to me that the, the biggest question in my mind about Nebraska's offense this week is, is if Adrian Martinez is indeed the starting quarterback, how do you reincorporate Adrian Martinez to your offense? Which seems like it would be crazy to say at the start of the season, but... You know, Nebraska had something going last week with, with the, the two-headed monster of Noah Vedral and Luke McCaffrey. I mean, obviously McCaffrey is going to be limited because of the four-game thing, but I, I thought the offense functioned fairly well uh, under Noah Vedral uh, in the time that he was in there. So if it is Adrian Martinez, what is he able to give you in the quarterback run game with his injury uh, issues? Uh, what you know, How healthy is he? And just... You know, can he be the Adrian Martinez that we saw against Illinois and, and, you know, the first half against Colorado and maybe not so much the the indecisive Adrian Martinez that we've seen at other times this season? Yeah, I think what's interesting to me is that if Nebraska's offensive line can get downhill like they did against Indiana and they do it to Purdue, I think you're going to see the same sort of quarterback run game from Adrian Martinez. I, I, I think that a key to this whole thing has to be the aggressiveness of the offensive line. And they looked as good as they have all season when they played Indiana. And so if if Adrian Martinez gets that version of the offense, then I expect that they're going to be able to put up some points and that they can have some success. I think that Wandale would have a nice day. And I I think that the one difference with, with Martinez versus McCaffrey and Vedral 
is he has a little bit better of an arm, and it allows you to take some shots. Now, Nebraska's wide receiver play hasn't been very good this year. That's well documented at this point. But if you can get downfield with the run game, you get them sucked up a little bit, playing the edges of the field, worried about what you're doing horizontally, then Nebraska can go vertical. They had some opportunities against Indiana. I felt like they missed to go vertical, and hopefully this week uh, they can exercise a similar game plan and they might be able to hit those. But I, I think the offense is going to, to look good in West Lafayette. The question on the other side of the ball, it's two-part one, is Rondell Moore going to play, and what does that mean to a defense that got absolutely lit up by one player from Indiana last week? Yeah, I'm a little bit worried for Nebraska's defense in this game, and that sounds weird to say considering Purdue is coming off a performance where they scored six points against Illinois and they rank 100th in the country in scoring offense. But they have a lot of the material that can give Nebraska problems, especially when we don't know exactly what's going on with the Huskers' secondary. I don't know if Mark Heldis-Muke is going to play in this game or not yet um, as of Thursday. Uh, he, he missed a court hearing that he was supposed to be at, and so his status is a little bit up in the air. And uh, they've already got injuries on that back end. So you're asking, I don't know, like an Eric Lee, uh, Eli Sullivan type guys, uh, if it comes to that, to step up and play against some really good wide receivers. And even if Rondale Moore doesn't play, David Bell is a freak. He's got 44 catches for 653 yards, has great hands, runs very good routes. We thought the Indiana kid last week, WAP, was pretty good. Uh, I think David Bell's better already as a young player. And so that scares me for Nebraska's defense a little bit, uh, even though Purdue has really struggled at the QB position. Well, Bell's even a different player uh, than Fillier, too. I mean, Bell's all of 6'2", 210 pounds, uh, you know, closer probably to more of a LaVisca Chenault type um, than, you know, a Rindale Moore or Fillier or anybody else that's kind of had their way with Nebraska's defense this year. I, the, the key for me defensively, I mean, obviously Nebraska's got to stop the run first and foremost because, you know, if Purdue starts running the ball, it's going to be a real long day. But, you know, we talking about topics that have also been very well documented. Nebraska's lack of a pass rush uh, has to be right there as well. But you know the the way that you help out that secondary, um, you know, as limited as they could be, is trying to get a little bit of a pressure, a little, little bit of pressure on a freshman quarterback that's been really shaky this season. So uh, how, how they choose to kind of navigate that. I'll be curious to see, but I, I think, you know, this is a game where that front four or front seven or however many uh, they're going to be playing in the front this week have to help out that secondary. Cause if, if, if the quarterback gets time to throw uh, against that secondary to those wide receivers, uh, we, we could be in for a shootout on Saturday. Yeah. And one of the things if Ron, Rondell Moore does play, Nebraska is going to get stress going East to West too. And then, and then Purdue's going to look to go vertical on them with David Bell. So Nebraska has to be solid in containment. They're going to have to sit and, and make sure that Plummer actually hands it off. They've been bad in the quarterback run game recently. Uh, so those guys, you know, whether it's Garrett Nelson, Alex Davis, Caleb Tanner, uh, JoJo Doman, whoever it is, outside linebackers, they've got to sit home and contain, and they have to do a good job with that. And Purdue's going to, I think, really try to stress that because I don't think that they – are going to, able, going to be able to just line it up and run right at Nebraska. And that doesn't mean Nebraska's run defense is very good. 
It's just Purdue really struggled to do that against Illinois. They had to do a lot of motion and things to find stuff to the outside. And Illinois did a really nice job of keeping everything in front of them. They basically said, we don't think you can drive consistently down the field and score. And Purdue wasn't able to. So I I think Nebraska will borrow a little bit of what Illinois did uh, the previous week and, and try to force Jake Plummer to make plays. Not Jake Plummer. What is his name? I said, did I say Jake Plummer twice now? Jack Plummer. Jack Plummer. Jack Plummer. Sorry, sorry, Jake Plummer fans out there. Jake, Jake uh, Plummer's in uh, Idaho playing handball, I believe. Yeah, well, highlight? No, handball. Okay. I was hoping Highlights were highlight. <laughs> All right. Um, so I, I think that they want to make Plummer have to beat him vertically if, if he can. And so we'll, we'll see what the game plan is for them defensively. All right, gentlemen, it is time for oddly specific predictions. Since I can't see either one of you as we are doing this podcast right now, I'm just going to pick, and we're going to start with Michael Brunts. Well, I'm going to waste a little bit of time here while I think of one. Um, so we're going to assume I, 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 I'm expecting a shootout in, in this game, or at least a high-scoring affair. Um, I believe that... Um, you know, some weird things are going to happen. So I'm going to predict that Nebraska somehow gets a special teams touchdown in this game. Um, I'm going to say off of a punt return, and I'm going to say that it's going to be J.D. Spielman, and that it's going to be 57 yards. He's going to, be, he's going to run about 100 yards uh, to make it happen, but he's going to return a 57-yard punt for a touchdown. Uh, much to the chagrin of Purdue Pete and the 15,000 Purdue fans that are going to be at this game. Brian, would you like to go next? All right. Uh, I will say the freshmen steal the show, and Wandale Robinson and David Bell both go over 150 total yards all-purpose offense. So I think both those guys are going to have a large impact – David Bell had 197 against Iowa, which is a defense which usually has its crap together, but they just didn't have answers for him. Caught about 14 passes. I suspect he might catch 11 or 12 Saturday and go over 150, but I think Wandale is just going to keep being Wandale and do stuff that's like, oh, man, did you see that? So I'll, I'll go with the young kids and say they, they, they dominate the day. I uh, I like your idea of going with freshmen. I'm going to do the same, except I'm going to go for Nebraska on the defensive side of the ball. Garrett Nelson forces a fumble on a stripped sack on Saturday. Helps turn the game in Nebraska's favor. Wow. How's that for bold? Pretty bold. Does he fall on it, too? No, it's recovered by a teammate. Nebraska, okay. actually, Nebraska actually recovers it, and it doesn't bounce like right to a Purdue guy who then runs <laughs> no. for like 10 yards. Nebraska Somebody kicks it out of bounds. Yeah. Nebraska recovers it, but fans are mad because said player dives on the ball instead of scooping it up and trying to run it in for a touchdown. I'm not even being snarky with that either. Nebraska has this weird luck in the last couple of years where they can even make good plays and the ball will like bounce right back up to the uh, the opponent. It's it's uh, that it's Northwestern wild. one this year was amazing. Yeah. So the guy just fell. You know, Mike, I, I like. I like the bold prediction, Mike. You want to say who might actually fall on the ball? Uh, yeah. Let's say Mo Berry falls on it and recovers it. Okay. No, Brunson, I don't want to go with Mo Berry. I got to. I got to pull back on that one. 
We're going to go Ben Stilley. Brunson's is like an English professor who got your first draft, and he, he thinks there can be more detail in the, uh, the write-up. That's, that's I'm, just, fair. I'm just trying to pull more out of you. I, 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 I want to get as specific as possible. Yeah. Brunt always wants us to reach our fullest potential. I like that about him. <laughs> okay. Uh, this, this podcast is turning to Scott's Tots, and I don't like that. <laughs> All right, let's go with uh, picks to click for Saturday. We'll each pick one player that we think will have a strong game for Either team, I guess, if you will. Sounds like Brian's going to take David Bell because he's in love with him. Um, <laughs> certainly, certainly seems that way. Right. Uh, I, I'm going to go with DiCaprio Boodle. I think that he is going to be tested, whether it's David Bell, whether it's another Purdue wide receiver, whether D'Angelo Yancey comes out of the crowd and lines up for Purdue and torches Nebraska like he used to every year, for those of you that remember that name. Uh, but I think the DiCaprio Boodle is going to have a nice game. He'll end up with a couple pass breakups. He's going to turn the head? He's going to turn the head. He's going to make a play. Okay. Ryan, you or me? Uh, I, I'll go ahead. Uh, I, think, uh, I think they're going to use Diedrich Mills more uh, this game, in part because uh, Wandale, what, what did he end up with? 22 carries last week, and that was a career high. And I I. I I think they're going to give Wandale the ball a lot, obviously, with my previous prediction. But I do think he'll have a few less carries on the ground, and that's going to open up Diedrich Mills to maybe, I'd say, like 12, 13 to 15 carries. And I, I think he'll – I don't know if he'll get 100. I wouldn't say that. But I think he can have a game where he gives 75 to 80 yards, and that could help be the difference for Nebraska. I'm not going to go individual. I'm going to say that Nebraska's offensive line has a really nice game. Um, the, the snaps, knock on wood, were on target uh, and appropriate against Indiana from Cam Jurgens. Uh, you had Hickson in there and Bando at guard whenever Bo Wilson went out. I, I feel like this is a, a Purdue defense that's going to challenge Nebraska with a lot of pre-snap movements and, and really kind of force Cam Jurgens to make some reads, but... I feel like they got a little confidence last week against Indiana. They've uh, kind of been the whipping boy for most of the season. Uh, but I think that Nebraska's offensive line gets the job done, uh, and they click on Saturday against Purdue. All right, it is time for score predictions and game winners. Uh, I will start, and I am going to say Nebraska wins on Saturday 36-26 over the Boilermakers and the world's largest drum. Okay. Go ahead, Bruns. Well, I, I would I, I've talked up talked myself into a shootout, so I was I was going to say <laughs> kind of what Schaefer was what he was in the neighborhood of, but I'm going to say 39 to 26 Nebraska over the Boilermakers. Um, Purdue Pete walks off the field with his shoulders slightly slumped, uh, trying to steal souls. The drum is sad. And the uh, yeah, I, I think Nebraska keeps its very narrow bowl hopes alive with a win in Chile, West Lafayette. Um, I think I'll think Nebraska is going to win, uh, but today, uh, which is Thursday, by the way, when we're doing this, I I, I felt a little bit of a sense of. Um, uncertainty over there and maybe I'm reading too much into Scott Frost press conference but I think the Markel Dismuke thing could matter and uh, I I didn't love I just didn't love the vibe 
and sometimes you get that feeling on Thursday it could be trouble. Uh, I still will say Nebraska 34-23 because that's what I said earlier in the week. But they better have their heads on straight, and they need some stuff to happen right early because I I think even though Purdue's a bad football team, I think they're going to play with some desperation, and especially if they get Rondale back, I think they're going to try to use that as a rallying cry. So uh, this is this I think it's going to be a fist fight, 34-23 Nebraska. All right, Brian did not want to go 26 points for Purdue. They will not get one extra field goal prediction from him uh okay well that was the uh the husker hypecast we will be coming to you live from well not live it'll always be taped but we'll be coming to you with the third shift after nebraska's game against purdue we'll know a lot more about where the huskers stand after game number nine with their chances of getting to a bowl game and then they'll be heading into the bye week so we'll have all of that for you on husker 24 7